With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. It was qualifying day for the final race of the 2020 Formula One season, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which is the topic of our latest Bite Size Podcast. Max Verstappen claimed Red Bull's first pole of the season with a stunning lap to knock Mercedes off the top spot in qualifying for only the second time all year as he beat Valtteri Bottas on the final runs in Q3. Lewis Hamilton will line up third for his return following his absence after contracting coronavirus just ahead of McLaren's Lando Norris who put in a brilliant drive to win the interim McLaren qualifying scrap over Carlos Sainz Jr. So joining me to discuss all of that and more is Autosports F1 reporter Luke Smith. Luke, a different result for a change in qualifying in 2020. What did you make of the session today? It's nice to be writing about someone different for once. I mean, I, I respect the Mercedes guys and very impressive what they do. But yeah, amazing. We have the Max Verstappen on pole for the first time since Brazil last year. I find it remarkable that it's only his third F1 pole position, given he's been around for so long now, which is crazy to say about a, a young man of, what, 23 years old. But um, yeah, he's been around a while and to only have three poles is, is quite something. But that probably says more about Mercedes than it does about Max's own performances. But yeah, today he's been getting closer and closer all season. We've had I think quite a few qualifying sessions recently where he's been within a tenth or two and it's been quite exciting to the final runs but then today I thought it was a really fantastic end to qualifying having all three of those drivers go in we saw Hamilton beat Bottas this time Bottas then go and beat Hamilton and then Max just eke a little bit further clear so yeah really great qualifying nice end to the uh, nice end to the season as well good to have a, a fun Saturday to clear things off 
Absolutely. And um, and you joined the uh, the Zoom press conference. We sort of shook things up on our, our approach to our reporting because uh, there's been a little bit of paddock access opened up to the on-site media here in Abu Dhabi. And I was off uh, trying to flag down drivers, managed to get a nice little chat in with Charles Leclerc, which we'll chat about later. Uh, so you went along to the Zoom session for the top three. And how did Verstappen react? Because he'd already joked about walking off with the uh, third place chair, but he didn't need it today. Uh, he's on pole position, so yeah, he's he's never even when things gone right, he's never the you know the most uh, sort of free flowing, talkative uh, driver as is his wont. Um, but yeah, how how was his reaction to getting his first pole of twenty twenty? Well, he did immediately say it's quite nice to be sitting in a different chair today because he was sat squarely in the middle instead of instead of to the left of the pole sitter. So um, yeah, no, he was he was in a good mood actually. He did he did was quite talkative for once, which is quite rare. And there were a lot of questions were put to Lewis Hamilton as we'll get on to because that was his first time facing the media since his return. But uh, Max was yeah he was he was upbeat about things. He said that he just felt he had everything sort of all hooked up together. Was really happy with how it all closed off at the end. Um, not an absolutely perfect lap, but it's still a very very good one and good enough and yeah he was he was in a good mood and he he said that he hopes it can provide some good motivation to Red Bull going into the winter because ultimately they've sort of spent this year getting closer and closer to Mercedes and it's kind of a it's a similar story we have every year like Red Bull do tend to make this sort of late season surge and cut the gap and then we get to Melbourne and Hamilton's on pole by half a second again but we've got we've got to wait and see for that so let's maybe not read too much into this result from Red Bull but there's definitely good satisfaction they can take from today and the fact that I believe the last five races in Abu Dhabi have been won from pole position as well so it does give Red Bull a really great chance to try and close out the season with a victory um, he also explained how his hand got stuck in the cockpit briefly during Q1. Uh, he uh, ran wide at the turn six hairpin and said that he had to go and do the lap again. Basically explained that his hand became jammed. Basically explained that his hand became jammed between his uh, knee and the side of the cockpit, which uh, wasn't ideal. But he uh, managed to get it free in the end and get through, and obviously gone to take pole. So yeah, very good day for Max Verstappen indeed. Absolutely, and it's it's quite tough to predict whether he'll be able to hang on in the race tomorrow because uh, the Friday practice long runs, much to my annoyance as Autosports Grand Prix editor when it comes to <laughs> crunching those uh, those numbers that the teams do late in the session, was uh, was rather ruined by Kimi Raikkonen's Alfa Romeo catching fire rather selfishly of it. But fortunately, I'm allowed to joke about that because Kimi got Did out. Did you say there was a voodoo okay. goal or something that, that you had? Or? Yeah, I initially blamed Kimi, but then I thought that was a bit unfair. And uh, so, yeah, the, 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 the customer Ferrari power unit is probably to blame or whatever, whatever <laughs> cause the issue for, for, for or certainly the the the, uh, the mass amount of flames yesterday um but yeah it, that sort of meant that it was very hard to to, to see where the team stacked up on the long runs uh, and it, but in any case it probably wouldn't have been much of a comparison because mercedes opted to put back on the 2021 pirellis but from what we did see red bull looks quite strong as it often does on a friday but as you say luke the crucial th- the crucial thing this time around is it's got track position and that's probably going to be pretty key because uh, basically the, the prediction is that it's definitely going to be a one-stopper. Pirelli reckoned that the optimum strategy is 18 laps on the medium, which is what Verstappen and the two Mercedes will be starting on, as will Sainz uh, and uh, Charles Leclerc as well. Um, that's, so that's of the drivers that got through to the top 10. Obviously, everybody from 11th downwards can choose what they want. But yeah, 18 laps on the medium before moving on to the hards for 37 laps. Uh, they say it is possible to do a one-stopper starting on the softs, which the rest of the top 10 will be doing. Uh, go, for, go for 14 laps on those and then 41 laps on the hard, but that is slightly slower. Um, two-stopper probably ruled out because sacrificing track position, as of course famously it's been on my mind all weekend because Fernando Alonso is blasting around in a Renault. Uh, 
he when he drove a Ferrari in 2010, losing the world title because he didn't get, couldn't get back past a Renault. So you don't want to be stopping too many times. So basically, if uh, Verstappen can stay ahead in the pit stops, he's got a very good chance of winning the race. The problem that Red Bull have got is that it's two Mercedes behind, then a McLaren on the grid, then the other Red Bull. So in all likelihood, they could potentially Mercedes try and use that two car advantage to attack Verstappen and see if they can get ahead around the pit stops if overtaking is as difficult as it usually is. Um, Luke, let's come on to Mercedes now. The team's trackside engineering director Andrew Shovlin said that it doesn't seem like we've managed to land the soft compound in quite the right window today which is what sort of their explanation was for Mercedes not being in his customary position at the end of qualifying um but yeah how did the drivers react what did uh, what did lewis hamilton say he's, he's back he's been defeated but i guess for him the, the bigger picture is that he's in the car having recovered from coronavirus he is yeah he said he was very very grateful to be back he was asked a bit about his condition and he said he's still not feeling 100 percent, which is to to be expected as we talked about on the thursday podcast i believe with uh, lance stroll having sort of the long covid effects and the fatigue and everything and lewis explained that he was feeling sort of in his lungs still he still wasn't feeling quite 100 percent. said he was low on energy a lot of the time was finding it hard to sort of recharge and to get get back that energy so it's uh yeah it wasn't his sort of usual sparky self and he, he's definitely sort of still feeling it a bit he explained that he was bedridden for much of the time that he was recovering while he was self-isolating in Bahrain so definitely sounds like it's been a, a rough period for him but he was very very happy to be back ultimately only a tenth off pole position which would have been a, a really good statement to make returning but he uh yeah he he said that he was just really grateful to be back in the car Valtteri Bottas managed to out-qualify his teammate again, which I think major credit has to go to him for that. And I asked Lewis Hamilton and said, look, all the buzz about George Russell, but the guy who's now next to you this weekend, he's been performing so well in qualifying this year. And Lewis said, I can't say any more nice words about Valtteri. I keep saying this and it's not for anyone to defend him. Like, And he shouldn't have to defend himself because his results really do talk for themselves, which is which is true. Uh, but Bottas, yeah, he said that much the same that Andrew Shovelin did, that it was just the switch from the medium to the soft tyre. They just couldn't get it quite in that sweet spot and make it work as they wanted so that was lacking them a bit of pace and yeah Bottas felt there was still quite a lot left in the car at the end of Q3 would have only needed uh, less than a tenth to nab pole position away but it wasn't to be uh, but still yeah I think that if they're happier on that medium tyre then that should put them in better shape for the race tomorrow. Absolutely. Well, let, let, let's sort of stay with the soft tyre because that's an interesting factor in uh, in Charles Leclerc. As I said, he came over and had a little chat with him in the in the in the media pen that's been established for this race uh, in amongst all the COVID uh, protocols that are enacted, um, which we're very grateful for. It was good to have a have a face to face chat with Leclerc. He very kindly said, "Well, it's good to see you," uh, which is oh, which was of course without nice. dressing up as Pubsy Bear anyway. as well. Very he didn't do that. I mean, he may he may well have he may well have been firmly tongue in cheek, and he really can't stand the sight of us, which is which is also a completely fair reaction. But there we go. Um, yeah, he was he was sort of saying uh, that he was disappointed with his end result. Qualified ninth in Q3, slips back three places on the grid because of his uh, his penalty hanging over from the Sakir race for knocking Perez and Verstappen ending up uh, out of the race as well in that incident on lap one. Um, but but Leclerc had been in third at the end of Q1 and did a mega lap on the softs. But he actually sort of got slower as the session went on. As I said, he got through Q2 on the mediums, did very well because that Ferrari, you know, it's not it's nowhere near the quickest car. So to get through on the mediums, he did a very very good job to do that. But when he put the softs back on couldn't recreate his pace from earlier felt, felt that he was really overheating the rear tyres uh, when it came to the end of the lap and that ultimately cost him so he slips down from 9th to 12th but at the, early, at the very least he'll be starting on the mediums which we assume the Renault drivers who now bump up in front of him will be doing as well 
And that was an interesting point as well. Renault sort of it's it's advantage McLaren in the in the battle for for P3 and the constructors with uh, with Lando Norris in fourth, Alex Albon fifth with Red Bull as I said, and then uh, Carlos Sainz Jr. in sixth. But uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Norris, Luke. How good was he today? Oh, fantastic. And Lando, I uh, spoke to him after qualifying and said that to finish just two tenths of a second off pole position for a McLaren, that's incredible. And they even um, spurred Lewis Hamilton after the session to say, oh, it's great to see McLaren there. Hopefully they can make it a three team fight at the front next season. You think probably being a little bit optimistic, but still, nevertheless, nice credit. And uh, I asked Lando because we actually <laughs> there, there was actually a text put around to quite a few people before qualifying uh, about Carlos Sainz and basically saying if Lando smashes him in qualifying, remember, Lando's got a fresh engine so therefore it's probably not an entirely fair representation um, which obviously turned out to be true but I don't think anyone could quite have thought Lando would be that close to the front runners and I asked him how much of that was the fresh engine the fact that that power unit only went in at the last race and he said it's maybe worth like half a tenth or something like that that's what he said and but otherwise he said it was one of the best qualifying laps he's ever done he felt everything was hooked up perfectly all weekend they've kind of been building and building and building and he said yeah everything just came together perfectly and it was a really stunning performance by him I think and it puts McLaren in a very strong position as well for the fight for third in the constructors they've got that 10 point gap to racing point to overturn you got Lando Sainz in fourth, Carlos Sainz in sixth, so they're way up the order. Obviously, you've got Stroll down in eighth place for Racing Point, but then Sergio Perez starting at the very back of the grid uh, because of his power unit penalty. And so it gives McLaren a good chance to try and overturn that points gap. But the whole team, Andreas Seidel and both drivers, said that that Racing Point car is still fast. Perez, he's also got a fresh engine. And as we saw last weekend in Bahrain, is rather good when it comes to cutting his way through the field. So that's going to be, I think, a really close fight and really good to look at going down to the wire in Abu Dhabi. But uh, yeah, for today, I think full credit for Lando Norris because really uh, a star-star performance. Absolutely. I mean, it is interesting, though, if we think about the P3 battle and how close it is. But as I sort of made a, made the point in my uh, my feature for Sport.com Plus on Friday evening, you know, the, the difficulty in overtaking, if, if it is as it as it was last year and as it has been traditionally at Abu Dhabi, it's going to be very difficult for the teams that are qualifying down the order. And that is at the moment Renault and Racing Point with Perez at the back. Um, and yeah, what what did you make of the, the Renault drivers? It was a weird one. Daniel Ricciardo lost uh, his first run in Q2 for just slipping fractionally wide at the final corner, but he actually went faster on the lap that he kept. It just wasn't enough. And Esteban Ocon ended up getting knocked out as well. So a tricky session for McLaren's rivals. Yeah, big time. I think Renault were really quite disappointed and surprised by that because they've they've had their form really fluctuate, I think, in recent weeks. And to get that podium in Bahrain, even though Racing Point obviously accrued so many points, that was a really good boost for Renault, sort of sort of keeping the hope alive a little bit. But uh, yeah, for, the, for this weekend, I mean, to, to fade so badly in qualifying was really, really disappointing. Ricardo's such a strong qualifier as well and really wanted to go out at Renault on a high. And he put on Instagram, he's like, this is not how I wanted sort of things to be to be ending, but he wants to give it everything tomorrow and really fight as much as he can. And uh, But Esteban Ocon, that was actually the first time this year he's out-qualified Daniel Ricciardo in dry conditions. The only other time came at the, the Styrian Grand Prix when it was um, really, really raining hard. So, yeah, it's a, a disappointing result for them. And I think that it's it's going to be tricky because it is a one-stop race as well, that the fact that if they are starting on the, the mediums, then it may be a little bit harder to try and get any undercut if all the cars ahead are also on mediums. So they can maybe try and go on softs and see what that can do. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a difficult one for them. And I think that 
yeah, I think really in that five third that they've kind of just maybe dropped the ball a couple of times and not been quite on song when they needed to be. And um, yeah, I think a lot of the damage was already done before this weekend. But I think today really does appear to have sort of put the final nail in that coffin. Indeed. Well, it's something to definitely keep an eye on throughout the race tomorrow, uh, which we hope will also be an interesting battle at the front, as we said, with the Verstappen ahead of the Mercedes cars. And let's uh, let's end, Luke, back with the leaders, uh, and particularly Valtteri Bottas, who will line up second. Um, it was really it was really interesting this session because, as we sort of said the other night, he's in a no-win situation. You know, he he's, his reputation's taken quite a hit after being sort of reasonably well beaten in the race, although we never got to see how it would turn out uh, in the Sakir Grand Prix up against George Russell. Um, um, and then with Lewis Hamilton coming back, Bottas qualifies him ahead. But it's you know it'd be easy for for people to say, well, Lewis is still recovering from COVID, even though you know we don't know how much of a factor that is. But it's you know as I said, I think he's in a bit of a no-win scenario. Does well, it's down to Hamilton's COVID. Does badly, you know, it compounds his position uh, at Mercedes. So that's why I thought it was really really interesting to hear Toto Wolff himself get on the radio to Bottas ahead of his final run in Q3, where he said, give it all you have to uh, to Bottas. And do, did, uh, did, did Wolff give an explanation of why he chose to do that? Because it's quite rare for a team principal to get directly on the blower, as it were, to a driver. Massively, and particularly Toto Wolff. He only ever talks to the drivers after the race, normally to say congratulations. And even that's quite rare as well, actually. A lot of the time he'll just see them afterwards and give them a hug and a, a well done. But yeah, so to hear him on the radio, I think everyone went, oh, hang on. And um, it's quite weird to be asking both Toto Wolff and Valtteri Bottas afterwards, say, oh, like, why did you have a radio call? Because it's quite a normal thing. But uh, no, Toto explained that basically they had had some talks in recent days just about how they can support each other. Obviously, it's been a, a rough period for Valtteri Bottas. And I think he's done a lot of soul searching over the past few days after such a what was ultimately really a defeat to George Russell in Bahrain. Uh, he said that he didn't look at any social media, any news or anything, um, which is a shame because I'm sure he loves all of the content we put on autosport.com. Um, but he, yeah, he wants just to get his head down. And Tosa Wolf revealed that they had some talks in recent days about how they can sort of better support each other. And apparently Bottas said, I want more feedback from you. I want you to be giving me more sort of like messages and telling me what's going on. So I think for Toto to come over the radio, that was a good show from Mercedes that they were like, able to react and give Bottas that support when he needs it and yeah it was nice to hear and it just again shows that it's something that Toto all spoke about on Friday that there is that ultimate unconditional support for Valtteri Bottas at Mercedes and that there's no way he's going to be binned off for 2021 or anything like that because they fully support him he's their driver and they want to bring out the best in him and yeah I think it's nice to see them acting on that and they do want to help him basically get out of this slump and maybe end the season with a, a good race win. Absolutely. Well, we shall see how the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix plays out tomorrow. Luke, we should leave the podcast there. It's getting quite late here in Abu Dhabi and I've not had dinner yet. So I'm quite, uh, I'm quite famished. But as I said, this is our usual bite-sized podcast. Uh, so we shall end there. Anyway, as I'm wittering on as ever, thank you very much for coming on tonight. And thanks to everybody listening along. Now, just before we go, we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of Autosport magazine came out on Thursday and is available on the supermarket shelves and in newsagents, as well as on the doormats of subscribers. There'll be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every Thursday, packed full of news, analysis and the usual stunning photography. And of course, if you want unlimited access to Autosport from the comfort of your home, visit autosport.com plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport podcast.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.